Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Okay, here we are, episode five on self-confidence. I am so excited to talk to you guys about confidence today. It is something that has really changed my life, and um, it's just so good. I missed you guys. I love this podcast. This is going to be great. So confidence. This is what every person wants, right? Why is confidence something that everybody wants? There seems to be this rumor floating around that you either have confidence or you don't. You're born with it or you will never have it. What a terrible lie. I have a secret for you. Did you know that confidence is an emotion? There is a chemical that runs through your body that creates the feeling that we call confidence. So if confidence is an emotion or a feeling, then hey, maybe it can be created by a thought. You know by now that any feeling can be created by thinking a thought and that the two are so inseparably connected that most of the time the thought is subconscious and most of the time confidence is not our default. We are set in the mode of self-doubt, of scarcity, of comparison, and of shame. So often we don't even realize that the reason we aren't confident is because we have never planted the seeds required to grow confidence in our brains. Remember how your brain likes to use the same thoughts over and over again because it likes to be efficient? So kind of like these super highways, there's these pathways in our brains and they, they're default thoughts that we go to anytime that we're thinking. Often when I coach people, I point out to them that the thoughts that they keep telling me about themselves all stem from a common thought that they have believed for most of their lives. And it's usually something like, I'm not good enough because I'm not as smart, as pretty, funny, as athletic, as rich, as talented, or as friendly as her or him. And because of that, I'm not quite as lovable as I could be, as I want to be. And we get this idea in our heads somehow that the more we achieve and the more awards and titles we can reach on the outside, somehow that makes us more worthy or lovable on the inside. But guess what? I am so happy to tell you today that this is a total lie. Not even a part of that is true. You have worth that does not come from anything you could say or do or be. You literally can't change how worthy of love you are. And that is great news because that means you don't have to change a thing about yourself to be loved. So let's rewind a little bit. I learned this concept centering around confidence from a training I attended with Jody Moore. So imagine a continuum. This is how she taught it to me. You imagine a continuum, just a straight line in front of you, right? And on one end of the continuum is pride. This is like on the far right end. It's this feeling in your body that comes from thoughts like, I am so awesome. In fact, I am more awesome than you are or anybody else, or I'm more awesome than this person. Look at everything I've done. It's kind of cockiness, right? And it is so unattractive. These are those people who think that they are God's gift to mankind 
and there is no one else who is as cool as them. Their phrase is, you're welcome. Everything about them says, you're welcome to everybody else. You're lucky to be in my presence. Then way on the other end of the continuum is shame. Shame comes from thoughts like, I am nothing special. I'm not really anywhere near as good as most people. And I'm a mistake. I am sorry for my presence. And neither of those things actually feels wonderful. In fact, they both eventually feel terrible. Now, remember, this is a continuum. So those are polar opposites and they're very extreme. So you could swing either way and you could be anywhere in the middle. Everybody is probably somewhere in the middle leaning towards either side. So right in the middle though is confidence. Confidence does not apologize for who you are. When you're confident, you don't apologize for your existence. When you're confident, you know that I'm awesome, but I had nothing to do with it. I'm wonderful. And so are you. I'm not better than anyone and nobody is better than me. And some of these might feel like quite a stretch because we really believe so deeply that our value is based on the things that we do and the things that we achieve. And we think that some people are better than us. Most of us, I think, lean on the side of shame. My, that's my guess. Like we're okay with where we are, but we just think, oh, so-and-so is better than me. And that's just the way it is. Oh, well, but inside we're actually dying. We're, when we really examine it, we know we don't really want to feel that way about ourselves. So wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just not accept, but not, not only accept, but celebrate ourselves exactly the way we are. Wouldn't it be lovely? Wouldn't it be a great world if everybody realized they are completely lovable and that nothing about who they are is a mistake. So let's talk a little bit about confidence. What does it look like? I'm sure you can think of someone in your head who was or is cocky or prideful, right? They strut around, kind of look down on people. Maybe they don't respond when certain people talk. They don't even look your way if they're not interested in you. They're never really genuinely connecting with anyone and they kind of walk around like they own the place. Sometimes we think that that's enviable. We kind of want to be like those people for some reason. We want to be the leader, the person who sets trends, who has so many friends or seems to. And that is always cool no matter what because they're the one who decided what's cool and nobody else's opinions matter. But that comes at a high price. The downside is that these people are rarely vulnerable. Pride is a guard that they put up to say in a way, I don't need anybody. I've got this all covered. But every human has the basic need for connection. This person may be afraid of connection. They're afraid if they let their guard down, their whole world will come crashing down and they couldn't risk that. However, when they're all alone, there's nobody to look down on, no one to make fun of or ignore, but themselves. And they're so in the habit of it That when they are alone, that's exactly who they're looking down on. That's exactly who they're making fun of or ignoring. They're left alone with themselves and quite often they hate themselves or they have a lot of negative self-talk. And on the other end is shame. Ugh, shame. What a terrible, terrible feeling. This is worse than guilt. It's so different too. 
Guilt is occasionally a useful feeling. This is how I explain it. Guilt should always be temporary. And it goes something like, hmm, something about what I just did doesn't sit well with me. I think I need to fix that. And then you go fix it and you feel fine. So to be a useful feeling, guilt needs to be companioned with grace and love. I made a mistake and it feels terrible, but I know I am not a mistake. I know who I am and I can rectify the situation without being unkind and unloving to myself or to others. Shame, on the other hand, is a much more severe feeling. I have felt shame before. And while I didn't know what was happening at the time, it is one of the worst feelings that you can give yourself. And yes, you are always the one who gives yourself shame. I'm not blaming this on you, but stick with me and listen. We know that all feelings are created by thoughts, right? So if you're feeling shame, it is traceable to a subconscious or conscious thought that you're having. Maybe at some point in your life, you were offered a thought like you're a terrible person. Who could ever love you? Why do you have to be so blank? What were you thinking? Or this part of you is awful. There are so many sentences you could insert here, and I'm sure you all have your own that somebody has offered to you at some point in your past that you believed. And because you're totally normal and totally human, just like me, you chose to believe the thought that was offered to you. You had nothing to counter it. You believed it because perhaps it came from an adult, a teacher, a parent, or a peer someone who you trusted and valued their opinion, they made a human error and they gave you a negative thought about yourself for whatever reason. You made it your own and it became part of your subconscious. This is what we call being broken, having wounds, or having a troubled childhood. These things aren't still happening to you, or maybe these things are happening to you, but the part that's hurting us is that we're continuing to believe the thoughts that were offered to us. We continue to think them and they've become part of us. It breaks my heart. It's part of this human experience, but it's absolutely heartbreaking. Shame naturally makes us want to hide. We feel like we don't deserve love or comfort or friends or beauty Or we don't deserve to have money spent on us. We don't deserve lovely things around us. We don't deserve kindness. We don't deserve respect. And we want to be invisible. So like pride, when we're alone, things can get worse. We can be our own worst enemy. Brene Brown, who is an expert on shame, puts it this way. She says, guilt says, I made a mistake. Shame says, I am a mistake. This end of the continuum is a very lonely place to be. Because even though so many people hang out in shame, they don't do it together. They hide and they disconnect from others and they're unwilling to be vulnerable. Everything about them hurts them. They believe deep down that something is wrong with them and it can't ever be fixed. My friend, if you hang out in shame often, I invite you to view yourself as a small child, a talented, shy, 
lovely little child. In fact, I want you to think of yourself, okay? Exactly as you were when you were a kid. But instead of going back in time, back into those memories, I want you, the adult version of you, to look back at yourself as that child and take a walk together. That child is so lovable, so pure, so perfect. That child is you and nothing you ever did could change that. So take a walk with your child self in your mind and tell yourself all the things you never got to hear, all the things you never believed about yourself. It's sometimes easier for us to say this to a child because we recognize their purity, their potential, and how lovable they are. But you are still that child, and you are still all of those things. Healing comes when you talk to that child and tell them, no matter what, you are lovable. You are good. You have unlimited potential. Believe in yourself. Believe in your ability to be loved and to love, to do something unique and extraordinary, even if it's small, love yourself, trust yourself. Shame does not have to be your companion forever. When you start to watch your brain and your normal thoughts, you can stop shame in its tracks for now. Just notice it without judgment. There is nothing wrong with you. You're human. Just observe your shame and lean into it. Start to feel curious about it. At some point, we'll be able to get to confidence. For now, I want you to just feel it. Feel what it feels like in your body. Try not to resist it. Just trust that whatever you're feeling is okay. And when you're ready, we can move forward. So, confidence. Confidence. That elusive feeling we think is reserved for the extra gifted, talented, beautiful, rich, and successful. They are just born confident, right? Well, the truth is that we are all born confident. Some of us just stop believing it earlier than others. So what is confidence? Confidence says, I'm here, you're here, and that's all that's true. We are unique and incomparable and yet perfectly lovable exactly as we are. I love me. I love you. Isn't it great that we're so different, that we have unique lives and bodies and talents and thoughts? It's just perfect exactly the way that it is. I am perfect exactly the way I am, and so are you. Confidence doesn't need the approval of others. It doesn't look for what is cool and what's trending. Perfect confidence is just happiness in being yourself. When you're confident, and mind you, nobody is 100% confident all the time. But when you're confident, you walk around without thoughts of comparison, of doubt about your own abilities or doubt about your lovability. There is no fear in your thoughts and there's no worry that you aren't good enough because you already know you are. There is only trust that exactly as you are, is exactly as you should be. It's hard to be confident all the time because we spend so much time in judgment and it feels very useful to be judgmental. It's kind of a survival instinct. We have to know what will hurt us and what will help us and what are the threats surrounding us. So we look to judge things and people and ourselves. 
Our brains though are just running on this default program and our brain's only job is to stay alive and to stay, stay safe. So we judge. We think that if our attention is on someone else's problems or faults, then ours aren't so visible. But judgment of other people is really only a judgment of ourselves. Being in judgment feels terrible. It disconnects us from our loving nature and it introduces fear, disgust, and disapproval into our hearts. The way to turn away from judgment is to love. And ironically, that's also one way that we gain confidence in ourselves. Confidence is a feeling that comes from loving who you are, for not apologizing for your presence, but for loving yourself exactly as you are with your faults and difficulties included. So another interesting aspect of confidence is how we show up for ourselves. If the script in your head about yourself is mostly negative, you probably don't really like being alone with yourself and you would never tell a friend or child you're ugly. You're not as pretty as so-and-so you have no talents or friends and you deserve to be unhappy. Yet these are very common thoughts that run through our minds on a continual basis. You need to be able to trust yourself and to take care of yourself. That means you need to be kind. You need to treat your body like you respect it and you love it. Maybe that looks like taking walks or meditating or fueling yourself with wholesome food. Whatever it looks like to you to take care of yourself, that's what you need to do. And when it comes to commitments, you treat every commitment that you make to yourself as a non-negotiable item on your schedule. This is a practice that I'm working on perfecting right now. I used to think that I didn't have time to do the things I wanted to do and that no matter how I tried to schedule my life and priorities, something was always going to get in the way or that I just couldn't do it. I just didn't have the willpower to make myself do what I really wanted to do. So I started by scheduling three to four hours of my day and writing down exactly what I would do at a certain time. And then no matter what, I would keep those commitments. And the more I did this, the more I could rely on myself to get things done. It feels incredible to know that you can accomplish just about anything just by keeping commitments to yourself. So I consider myself a confident person and I don't believe that I'm better than anyone or that anything I do gives me more value or makes me more lovable than anyone else. One of the biggest contributors to my confidence has been my daily practice of positive affirmations. I wrote down about 30 sentences or phrases, which is a lot by the way, but it works for me. I wrote down these 30 sentences about myself and my life that I wanted to feel and I believed at least a little bit deep down. Things like I am valuable and completely lovable and nothing can change that or I can do hard things or even things that are future focused like my successful coaching business helps thousands of people every year. And the more I repeated these things, the more I started to believe them. And I believed them so much that they became a part of me. And when my brain wanted to offer me a negative thought about myself or my future, my abilities, I was able to counteract it because I knew that I believed something else about myself. Confidence is not about knowing all the things about yourself and believing they're true. Confidence is knowing that you get to decide who you are. And you get to decide what's true about you. I trust my own opinion more than I trust any other person's opinion, which is a big deal. 
I think we go through social media and articles and magazines latching on to the opinions of others, but rarely do we take the time to decide what we really think or feel about something. And I promise you have plenty of expertise and wisdom to decide what you believe, especially when it comes to who you are. The world and society will offer you endless thoughts on who you are because of your job, because of your relationships, because of your education level or your gender. But all of those thoughts are just thoughts and they are completely optional. You get to believe whatever you want to about yourself. And when you choose to believe that you are good enough exactly as you are and that your own opinion matters, and when you start taking care of yourself and loving yourself like you need to be loved, you will find confidence. So like I said in the beginning, confidence is an emotion and all emotions are created by thoughts in our head. So your homework this week is to look for the thoughts that bring you the feeling of confidence. Hold on to the most powerful ones and make them your mantra. You have spent enough time hating yourself or just disliking yourself a little bit. You have spent enough time underestimating yourself and not believing in you. It is time to step up and do the work. The best part is you can start today and all it takes is your own brain. You've got this. See you next time. Thanks for listening. For more help with specific problems, visit thoughtbosscoaching.com to sign up for a free coaching consultation to see if coaching is right for you. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.